Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. This is a Pewter post-game show and the first podcast of the year in which your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three-time, three-time, three-time NFC South champions. The Bucs defeated the Panthers 9 to nothing in a slugging out type of game. And the Bucs are going to the postseason for the fourth time in a row with this one, with a much different cast of characters leading Tampa Bay into the postseason. I am your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com. SR, Scott Reynolds. We're going to break down all of the game and what's next for Tampa Bay. But Scott... Your initial thoughts. The Bucks are NFC South champions again. They are. This is quite a momentous occasion for the Buccaneers. Um, out of all of my predicted games this year, I lost today. I thought the Bucs would lose, unfortunately. But I'm happiest to be wrong about this one because this one means the most. This is an NFC South championship for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, personally, I, I get to cash in on my bookie on the Bucks winning the division and making the playoffs today. So that was, that was quite uh, a little nice little windfall for me, but more importantly for the, the team, this is four straight years of postseason action. And while today's win was not terribly inspiring, what nine to nothing, yeah. lots to clean up. It's still a win. And it, they did have to do it against the worst team in the league. And they barely beat him. It was a close game. Like I thought it was going to be, but, but you know what? They did it. They're in. And they're probably going to be playing the NFC uh, East second team, um, right, which is more than likely going to be the Eagles at this stage of the game is what we're thinking. Correct. Yes. The uh, the Cowboys are currently up 7 nothing on Washington and I think are about yeah. to kick a field goal. Uh, the Eagles are down 3 nothing against the Giants. They are driving and could score. But if the Cowboys win, they lock in. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, win. The and the Eagles will come to Tampa again for a rematch yeah. of of uh, of a game that was that was played um, and won by Philadelphia back in Week Three on Monday Night Football. Yes, and Real so quick, that, Scott, yeah. we do have to give a little bit of credit to Devin White Get Live Forty Five because after that That's game right. against the Eagles, Devin White declared, "We are going to make the playoffs." I think That's he right. said they're going to win the division. But he said, "We're going." to make it to the postseason. And he was correct. He said that all the way back in week three after they yep. lost the Monday Night Football. And Devin White is right. And he also may have a chance to avenge that loss if uh, if the Cowboys hold on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, talking it up. And now he has a chance to to further back it up even more. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, you, you know, again, this this has to be celebrated. We're, we're not trying to rain on anyone's parade here today. It was not a pretty win, as Christopher Oxentine says, but they won, and they didn't have to see an Arthur Smith moment at the end. <laughs> uh, Arthur Smith got very frosty at the fact that the New Orleans Saints piled on with one more touchdown at the end, and, of course, Smith probably going to get fired after three straight 7-10 and 10 seasons. I mean, you're looking for progress, right? There is absolutely zero progress in Atlanta when you go 7-10, and 7-10, 7-10. Now, the Glaciers are looking for progress when it comes to Todd Bowles. And has he done enough now by winning one more game than he did last year 
and getting to an NFC South championship yet again in a down division. And it took a week 18, nine, nothing win against the worst team in football to do it. Is that enough to satisfy the Glaciers or does Todd Bowles need to go out and win a home playoff game against an Eagles team that is very formidable, yet maybe not as dominant as it was last year, Matt, when this team went all the way to the Super Bowl and lost a close game to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's very true. Something just seems a little bit off with the Eagles. I can't exactly put my finger on it. I mean, I'm not watching every single Eagles game, but like something seems off with Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's not 100%. Their defense has certainly regressed with uh, yeah. their terrible on third down defense. They don't get as many sacks as they once did. And right. uh, from Eagles people that I follow and things like that, um, I think there are major concerns about their uh, about their secondary as A.J. Brown just fumbled the ball and looks to oh, boy. That's something to pay attention to. Yeah. Goes forward. But um, getting back to the Bucks, all right, the Eagles just got their field goal blocked and it's recovered by Washington. Wow, there's some crazy stuff going on. You mean Dallas? Uh, yeah, sorry, Dallas. Okay. And Washington got tackled at the five. Some crazy stuff with the Bucks. Wow. AJ Brown is in a lot of pain. I'm sorry, I'm just giving live updates right now. Sure. A lot of pain. But anyway, to get back to the Buccaneers, I think we got to look at this in uh, you know long term outlook and then immediate uh, review of just what happened because yeah. long term outlook is this is a team and Todd Bowles talked about it. Baker talked about it as well. This is a team that many people, not us at PeterReport.com, but right. many thought would be under six and a half wins this season that would be competing to get the number one overall pick and potentially have Caleb Williams as their next starting quarter yeah um so there was no no confidence in this team by a lot of national right. people um they were down and out in, in a lot of games as well or at least expe- expectations wise were down and out and of course Tom Brady leaves, a complete overhaul, new offense, new offensive coordinator, and a new quarterback with Baker Mayfield. And there was no guarantee, even as great as Mike Evans is, even as good as Chris Godwin can be, there was no guarantee that they were going to mesh and find that chemistry. Big question, the offensive line going into the season. And the fact that this team played together, rallied around each other, went 9-8, and had a better win-loss record than they did the year before. The fact that they did all of this and won their division, that Serves a ton of credit, an absolute ton of credit. For as much as you want to get mad about the Bucs, wins are wins, and the Bucs are punching their ticket into the playoffs. That's right. No or, doubt. That's really tough to do. That's extremely difficult to do in the NFL. Now, if you look at it with the microscope at just this game, there is a lot to clean up for the Buccaneers. I mean, the offense did not score a touchdown, and I get it. The Panthers are better on defense than they are on yeah. offense. But there's a ton to clean up on offense. Baker was bad. He did not have a good game by any means. Uh, the run game, credit to them. They do it late in the games, but you would like to see that that running game get going earlier in the contest. I know yeah. the Eagles are struggling. This Buccaneers team that went out today and beat the Panthers, you could beat a two-win team by kicking right. three field goals and winning 9 nothing. This version of the Buccaneers cannot beat the Eagles next week, regardless of how the Eagles look in today's right. game. But with that said... There is a version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team that beat the Jaguars, the team that looked pretty good against the Packers for a right. little bit. There is a version of the Bucs that can beat the Eagles, especially with it being a home game, even though there will be a lot of Philly people that go. There's a version of the Bucs that can win. It's just a matter of will that team show up. 
next Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, depending on when they play. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm with you. And I think Todd Bowles and Dave Canales, they're going to have to outcoach their counterparts in Philadelphia, yes. assuming it's going to be the Eagles, right? And so Gabriel uh, Kelber says, as far as the biggest question of this team is going to be about Bowles, excited to hear your thoughts. Again, I've maintained all along, unless this team won six straight games at the end of the year to finish 10 and seven, if they finish nine and eight and made the playoffs as an NFC South champion, I think Todd Bowles has to beat the next team at home in the playoffs. And that next team we're anticipating being the Philadelphia Eagles. It's either the Eagles or the Cowboys, right? Whoever finishes second in the NFC East. So I I think that the Lasers might look at, at this situation, um, and say, especially with the offense kind of tanking now after peaking for a little bit, yeah, uh, they, they might really – because here's the thing. The Lasers and, and general manager Jason Light, they're looking at this from the perspective of two things. Number one, is there enough progress from last year to this year, right? And right now it's a one-game improvement. You could say that the Buccaneers were were one half away from being nine and eight last year. They had a lead at halftime, seventeen ten, in Atlanta before Bowles pulled Brady and all the starters, yeah. and they lost that game. Right. Um, so whether the Lasers look at last year as a true eight and nine team or a team that should have been nine and eight, this year's team only won one more game, and they're in the exact same situation with a home playoff game, and it's either going to be the Cowboys again or it's going to be the Eagles again. And it was the Cowboys last year that beat the Bucks 31-14. It was the Eagles yeah. this year that beat the Bucks 25-11 to on Monday Night Football. So I think also, too, Matt, the fact that they're playing the Eagles again, mm-hmm. this can really be a measuring stick, right, for yeah. Todd Bowles. And the Glaciers and Jason Lyon could look at this and say, we played this team earlier in the year. And maybe we're a little bit better than we were at the beginning of the year. Maybe the Eagles are a little bit worse. Right. But yeah. let's see how this game plays out. And uh, if they win, I think they advance. And I think regardless of what happens, Todd Bowles has shown improvement. He, he and Dave Canales stay on. But um, if they lose on the next weekend, whenever it is, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever they choose to have this game, then I think it, it puts Todd Bowles in some jeopardy. And the Glaciers and Jason Light are going to have to have a real sit down. Because it's not just about the progress. It's about can Todd Bowles take this team, whether it's this year or next year or whenever, through the playoffs into a Super Bowl. Because that's what it's all about. You're hiring a head coach to not win division championships. You're yeah. saying this guy can get us to the Super Bowl. And so I think they have to see that this progress. And the last thing I'll say, too, is, is light and the Glaciers – Whenever you're doing a thumbs up or thumbs down on Todd Bowles, you have to look at what's behind door number two. Exactly. You have to look at the other candidates out there and say, do we think a Todd Bunkin, uh, a Slowick, a, a Ben Johnson, yeah. it, can, can one of these guys take us to the next level? Because let's not forget, Tony Dungy was fired after a playoff season. They went 9-7. and seven. Dungy took him to the playoffs in 99 2000 and 2001, three years in a row as a head coach, taking the Bucks to the playoffs plus the 97 playoff season. They came within you know a couple points of a Super Bowl in 99, and yet the Glaciers said, we don't feel you're the guy to take us to the next level. And they made the, the switch to John Gruden, and it worked out. So 
We'll see. Uh, if Ty Bowles wants to remain as Tampa Bay's head coach, strongly suggest winning next week because otherwise yeah. you're putting your fate in their hands and they have to make a decision. And and uh, and, and then you're looking at, did they nearly lose to the Eagles, right? right, right. Did they get blown out again? You know, you're yeah. leaving that with a chance. Yeah, so a couple things to break down, and that is one of them. But to go back to what you were saying about the Bucs going 8-9 and nine last year, but you can you look at that at 9-8 and eight because they pulled the starters? Yeah, I, I think you can and say they look 9-8. Yeah. and eight. So that's kind of on the same level of this year's 9-8 and eight team. But I would also counter that with you were an 8-9 and nine team, asterisk 8-9 and nine team, with yeah. Tom Brady as your quarterback, with the team that had been there for the last couple of seasons. Right. Yes, you're changing in Todd. Now you're doing it, again, completely different. Don't know what you're going to get with Baker Mayfield and a first-time play caller and Dave Canales. Yep. And you reach that same level, that same you know, criteria to get into the playoffs. I almost think that's a check mark for Todd Bowles versus yep. uh, what he did with Tom Brady last season. Now, to to move it to what you just said about playing against the, um, the Eagles – presumably this week. Right. Yeah, I do think it, it is kind of by the uh, the college football model. Yeah, we'll get to the Super Chats in a second. Yep. Of If they lose a close game to the Eagles, I think there's a case to be made that Todd mm-hmm. Bowles can come back next year. Yeah. What if they have a lead and then blow it and the Eagles right. come back? I think that's another question. And then if they yeah. get absolutely smoked by the Eagles, I think that could be detrimental to Todd Bowles. If this yeah. team comes out slow and sluggish again, remember, they did not score a touchdown in a must-win game. They That's did right. Not score a touchdown, and it took them forever to score last week against the Saints. Yeah. If you had that start again, I don't know if you could bring Todd Bowles back. So a lot yeah. of things to question for sure. Thank yeah. you to Bucks Baseman for the five dollars super chat who says, "Congrats on the Bucks winning the putrid NFC South." I hope they still fire Bowles because they looked horrendous in this game. Eagles are probably salivating. I don't know about that because the Eagles got their own problems right now. They're yeah. they're down to the Giants. AJ Brown just got hurt yeah. a second ago. Um, yeah, so that's a tough one. Thank you yep. to my man Kyle Dugan for the $5 Super Chat. He says there's nothing better than football. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Except playoff football. Well said. I agree with you more, Kyle. The first week of the NFL playoffs, I think, are great because you'll get the one matchup where one team kind of like squeaked their way into the playoffs. But it's right. usually a lot of really good matchups. Now there's only one bye for the number one seed, so you still get to see the two seed plays, two seeds play. And there's a lot more games. There's two yeah. on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. So and remember the Bucks. The Bucks had that Monday night game against the Cowboys last year. Yes, they did. So and the Rams had the Monday night game in 2021, yeah. and then went and played the Bucks the next week and and beat the Bucks. So uh, some people didn't like the Monday night game because you got a little bit of short rest. But the the Rams played the year they won the Super Bowl on a Monday. That's night right. Game. So, yep. Uh, don't think it mattered that that much. Nicola with the 499 super chat, thank you. Says we should be happy. Defense played good, and our quarterback is hurt. So of course it's harder to score. But Devin White and Carlton need to be addressed. I want to talk about Baker first, Scott. I want to get your opinion yeah. on this. I personally thought Baker did not play well today. He missed nope. a lot of throws. My question is, did he just play poorly, or were the ribs a big part of why his performance suffered today? I think it was the ribs to start the game. It just looked to me like that underthrown pass to Mike Evans when he was open. Either he felt something when he let go of that football or he thought he was going to and kind of short-armed it a little bit, right? It, it just He was not accurate on downfield passes at all today. No. Everything he completed was short 
an intermediate and an intermediate. We're not talking 25 yards. We're talking like 12 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I do think the injuries played a part of it. Then he hurts the ankle. Um, this guy's a warrior though. You have to give him credit. I mean, he his is a run, fighter. His run yes. at the end. You yeah. Can, you could say Baker played bad because he did, yeah. but you can never question his guts, his will to win and everything like that. Cause yeah. he puts it all on the line. You're right. Now, typically in a situation like this, we would say, well, you have to give Baker Mayfield credit for not turning the ball over. I mean, there were three, three dropped interceptions today. I mean, yeah. right in the Panthers hands. You might be able to make a case for four, but there were three that really could have changed the the uh, trajectory of this game and what we're talking about right now, had any of those interceptions been made. And uh, so, yeah, this team's going to have to get better quickly, Matt. They're going to have to really come out and play an A game because they have played, at best, a C game these last two weeks. And when I say C game last week, I mean, it was F in the first half Mm -hmm. and you know, they, they rallied a little bit. So I'm going to give them credit for that, but, but maybe C minus really. Now the Bucks defense played exceptionally well today, right? Shut the Panthers. uh, out. Well, they did get bailed out a little bit too. I mean, Antoine went bailed out by their own player, Antoine Jr. A superhuman Superman play. Once again, I mean, the play that he made against the Falcons knocking Desmond Ritter's ball into the end zone for a touchback. That's like a once-a-season type of play. And then Winfield did it again. Yeah. Almost more unbelievable yeah. the second time around. And then the sack on the third down play that made the Panthers' field goal attempt a 52-yarder. Yeah. I believe uh, Pewter Report alumni John Ledyard said it. Anthony Winfield Jr. saved the Bucks 10 points on those <laughs> on those two plays made by him. We had talked on the Pewter pregame show about Antoine just having a big game, not just because he's one of their best players, but that chip on his shoulder for getting snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Right. Um, I, I just think that's a, another two highlight plays right then and there that show yeah. why Antoine Winfield Jr. should win All-Pro this season, especially with uh, Jesse Bates and the Falcons not reaching the postseason and the Saints dropping a huge number uh, on Atlanta as well. Yeah. But if Antoine Winfield Jr. is not an All-Pro this season, I – I, I think we have to go down to the NFL headquarters in, in New York City. Yeah, we riot is what we do. <laughs> yeah, we we really grab the, the pitchforks and uh, the torches and we riot. Um, yeah, it, the thing with, with this too, though, is is I think this, this almost works in Winfield's um, case better with the All-Pro because there has been an explosion on social media, an uproar about this. The Fox yes. even had a graphic with Buda Baker's, like, I don't even want to say pedestrian. His numbers sucked. I mean, no disrespect to Buda Baker, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, but what have you done for me lately? This is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. It's literally judged by a season in the Pro Bowl. That's right. It's That's season it. by season. Yes. So, um, to me, the snubbing has elevated Winfield's name, and, and and then you're right. Well, Obviously, Baker Buda Baker is not in contention for the All-Pro. I mean, if that's the case, I'm just quitting. I'm resigning from Pewter Report, and I'm not covering this sport again, and I'll never watch another NFL game again if Buda Baker is an all-pro. Uh, but I think it's down to Jesse Bates, right, and Winfield. And like you said, Matt, Winfield's going to the playoffs. Bates is not. Um, that, you know, It's it, an individual award, but it, it, like their stats were very, very close to begin with. Sure. Like, yes, Bates has a touchdown, but Winfield leads all of the NFL. Right. Not just secondary, not just the NFC, all right. of the NFL in forced fumbles. That has yes. to count for something. 
It does. And how many touchdowns did he save? There were two touchdowns saving yes. tackles in Minnesota on Justin Jefferson. There were there was a pass breakup in the end zone against the Falcons. There was a, the the Desmond Ritter touchdown that he that he saved. There's the Chris Olave touchdown that he saved back yeah. in week four. Um, and then there's this one. Those are the ones that come to mind uh, like immediately of like, if he doesn't make this play, that's a touchdown for the other team, right? I mean, so that's what, two, three, four, it's five. Five touchdowns this guy has saved. That That's a pretty incredible statistic. And uh, he is the definition of the word safety because he has been the Buccaneer safety yeah. blanket and pretty much won them the game today with that play on DJ Chark. You give you give the Panthers an early 7 nothing lead. Oh, yeah, changes everything. It changes everything. You're right. So to me, I think that this play, adding another sack, another forced fumble onto the stats, all right, in week week 18. And honestly, here's the thing. If you're not why are we even doing pro bowl voting with with uh, with the game left, right? Yeah. Isn't it yeah, just right? like what's, what, what's the difference? Yeah, it's it's one it's stupid. Extra. I mean, God, this league is so dumb. Yeah. This league is so dumb with their stupid rules. They have a it's, lot of dumb rules. Not even yeah. just the Pro Bowl, just in general, just stupid. Right. Stupid. I mean, and the thing is, the Pro Bowl I think used to come out a couple weeks ago. Like in, yeah. it used to come out in December, right? With like three games left. Why are you even waiting until like? Well, there's one game left. Let's do the Pro Bowl now. Why? You don't yeah. have a stupid game. It's flag football in some stupid skills competition. It's if ridiculous. Anything, if NFL was smart, they would wait until even after the first round of the playoffs because there's sure there's less teams playing. And, right. And no one. The Pro Bowl doesn't even start anyway until. Wow, the Cowboys just threw a pick. Um, they don't even start until the week before the Super Bowl. So you yeah. still have time to be like, hey, do you want to play? Do you want to yeah. play? Oh, this guy's out. Okay, this guy's gonna play. Right. But yeah, uh, I, I, I just I just hope the league does the right thing and you know it, and just gives Antoine Winfield the All Pro that he deserves. Yeah. especially after today's game. I hope there's enough attention this week to the Pro Bowl snub that that, that ends up happening because, to me, that's that's just ridiculous. Let's get to a couple more Super Chats. Thank you to Austin Korn for the $1.99 Super Chat. He says, my first Super Chat forgot to add text. No worries at all. We got Austin. you. We got you, and thank you very much for the Super Chat. Meant to ask what the biggest area of concern is for the upcoming playoff. Fantastic question. question. Points. Po- yeah, Points. I mean, it has to have- over the last two weeks, it has to be points. And yeah. I know the Bucks defense struggled against New Orleans mm-hmm. and, again, got bailed out by Antoine Winfield Jr. But the Bucks defense, you can draw up to if they if their blitzes are successful and they either get to the quarterback and create sacks or get a number of turnovers, right. generally the Bucks team is fine if the Bucks yeah. can get a couple of turnovers. When they don't, that's when there's the issue. However, in this game, the Bucks got turnovers. They got to Bryce Young. They had a number of sacks, including yeah, yeah, Diaby starting earlier in the game and Antoine. Yeah. But the offense is the reason why the game was so close, even late in the game. By the way, shout out to Joe Tryon Shoyenka. I think that's some good juju for the Washington Huskies. Yes. Yes, with the strip sack and fellow Husky Greg Gaines jumped on the uh, jumped on the fumble. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to go against the Eagles, you're going to have to score points. You're probably going to have to score at least. 21 if not 24 if you want to beat philadelphia they did not in that first matchup on monday Mm -hmm. night football in your own house so yeah i I think uh pass blocking has been a little bit of an issue as of late for the bucks whether it's baker holding on to the ball for too long 
And Baker's accuracy down the field, how much downfield throwing is going to hurt him. Yeah. The Eagles are going to jump on everything up front if Baker can't throw it more than 15 yards. So, yeah, yeah. really just scoring points. And, and Cody, Cody Malkin and, and Aaron Sinney got kind of manhandled today up front, too. So you know that the, the Eagles with their defensive line, they had their way with the Buccaneers uh, back in week three. And it, that's the, the Bucs might have gotten a little bit better in terms of being able to run the ball, but it's it still favors that Eagles defensive line, even though sure. they have not gotten the sacks that that they had last year uh, in this season. This could be a good chance for Bucks fans to boo Jalen Carter because he's getting the attention that Yaya Diaby is right. getting yeah. for uh, defensive uh, defensive rookie of the year. Anyway, moving on to the super chats. Thank you to Eric Cullison for this nine ninety nine super chat, who says, "I think while we love this team winning today." It doesn't take away from being able to critique the coaching. Absolutely. Full right. agreement there. Also, why hasn't anyone asked Todd Bowles about Kamarda? We will. Tomorrow. Yeah, we will. That is something Sorry. where it happened last week, and it was a little bit of like, okay, he had a bad game, but Jake yeah. Kamarda overall has had a good season. But, yeah, yeah I mean, Kamarda – Seems like he's week, hurt, right, Matt? Yeah. Last week was atrocious. This week, better – punts overall he had one that just like went off the side of his foot and then luckily it rolled yeah. to the 30 so it ended up being okay and then yeah, 74 kicks, yarder yeah and then some of his kicks are just complete line drive lasers which yes yeah. it's good that you hit it far but the guy's already back there so the yeah. return is just getting the ball quicker with no bucks defenders down the field just yet and they're able to get like you know 15 yards which can flip field position depending on where you are so yeah definitely Definitely something uh, that you need to worry about a little bit with Jake Camarda, and we'll find out a little bit more uh, as the week goes on. Yep. Uh, Josue Ortiz with a 499 Super Chat says, 100% a Baker fan, but he had no business on the field today. Injury was apparent. Bowles doesn't have the spine to make those difficult decisions. Well, here, here's the problem. The problem is, is Kyle Trask is your alternative, right? This isn't like Blaine Gabbert. You know, yeah. um, it's, this is a guy that has very little NFL experience and you'd be counting on him to win a game to get you to the NFC South championships and the playoffs. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't fault Todd Bowles for, especially after Baker practiced in full capacity on, on Friday, Matt, doesn't it seem like, like you're, you're going to play Baker Mayfield and until he gets hurt. Yeah. I mean, I watched Baker make some throws into the corner of the end zone on Friday's practice. And I even mm. thought, all right, looks pretty good, but it's practice. He doesn't have defenders in his face and he doesn't have defensive backs trying to knock the ball away or, or intercept right. it. I, I get you. Like, that's why Baker won the, the starting QB job. And that's why Kyle Trask is a backup. But at some point, if Baker cannot physically drive the ball down the field and throw right. it 20 yards down the field, is that really making this team better? Is he really helping out the team? Like, let's look at the best drive of the day for the Bucks. It was, I would say, that first field goal drive where they kicked right. it with Chase McLaughlin. Rashad White got a couple of big runs of, of 10 to 12 to 15 yards. That set up the play action where Baker rolled out. Kate Otten was right there. That pass in the air was, what, three yards? And Kate Otten took right. another 20 yards down the field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was not one offensive drive where Baker legitimately pushed the ball more than 15 yards down the field and was a threat down the field. It was everything underneath. And then if right. the run game didn't work, the Bucks' offense didn't really work. And you know mm -hmm. what? They still 
got away with it because they played the two-win Carolina Panthers. Yep. They will not get away with it against the Eagles or That's the Cowboys, a fair point. whoever they end up playing. I, I, don't, I really can't say that Baker is a better option at this point if he can't throw the ball more than 20 yards. Kyle Trask, yeah. we know, can throw the ball more than 20 yards. There's a huge, huge question mark with Trask not being in there. But uh, – and I'm not – I'm not even saying star Kyle Trask. I'm just saying right. if Baker looks like how he did in today's game, I just don't know if he can play a full game. Because if the Bucs go down 14 to nothing against the Eagles and they have to completely abandon the run, is Baker going to be able to throw it and, and get quick scores and get the team back in the game? Right. I personally don't think so. I, I know. I'm with you. Uh, Matt K91 with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much, Matt. Not the biggest Bulls fan, but maybe for the sake of continuity, he should get a third year, tweak a few things, and have some money to spend. Would need 10 wins and a playoff win next year. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I th that's something that Lasers are going to have to consider, right? It, you're, you're already looking at coaching turnover in Carolina, and I would I would have to assume that that in uh, Atlanta, you're going to have um, a, another firing, right, with, uh, with Arthur Smith. Yeah. After going seven and ten, seven and ten for three straight seasons, there's no progress being made there. And Arthur Smith uh, is, or I should say, Arthur Blank is is not exactly a patient man. So, looks like two head coaches in the NFC South will be gone. Um, ironically, if Bowles does get fired, if he loses next week at home to the what we're assuming would be the Eagles. Then, then Dennis Allen might be the last man standing in the NFC South because I think the Saints are going to keep Dennis Allen. He did have two convincing wins at the end of the season against divisional opponents in Tampa Bay and, and the Falcons. Um, so maybe the arrow's pointing up in New Orleans and they hang on to him. But I don't know. Uh, th this is still kind of a downtrodden division, right? And as, uh, as, as, a, you know, as someone who looks at this objectively, uh, yeah, I, I do think if Todd Bowles stayed and Dave Canales stayed and they spent some more money and they got a little bit better, I, I think that they can certainly contend for a fourth NFC South championship. But it, it, does he have what it takes to win in the postseason and ultimately win a Super Bowl? Otherwise, the Buccaneers are just spinning their wheels a little bit. So that's that's a decision that Lightning and the Lasers are going to have to look at hard and say, uh, can Todd Bowles win playoff games in the postseason? You know, can he win playoff games uh, this season? I mean, he's he's got the audition right here, and yeah. if he if he wins this game, then that box is checked, and then he stays. And if not, then it's up for debate, and that's something that Lasers and Light will have to to take a look at. I understand that point, and uh, it, it's not incorrect by any means. I I just I do think continuity is very important. And if you bring in a new coach and you bring in a new offensive system and defensive system, everyone, we, we can just play back the hits of like, oh, they're figuring it out. Oh, uh, it's going to take them some time. We're pretty much playing the same thing over and over again, but just with a new coach and a new offensive coordinator and potentially a new defensive coordinator. So that's why I do think continuity is... Uh, yeah, there's important. an argument to be made for that, right? There, there yes. really is. It's That's not... You know, um, that's something that, that's going to make this. I, and that's why I, I've said, I, I don't think a bowl stays if he loses, but um, it's not like yeah. he's guaranteed to be fired yeah. because the Glaciers do have to look at the fact that, well, with one more season, uh, can, you know, can the Buccaneers um, take off, you know, and, and get to 10 wins, get to 11 wins the next year? You know, if, 
if if we stay the course, you know, th- there's a case to be made for that. We'll have yeah. to see what the outcome of, of that playoff game is next week. Yeah, we'll have to find out in that playoff game. And the Bucks do not get to choose whether they play the Eagles or right. the Cowboys. But if they wanted to, they could choose which new Celsius Essential that they would get to have. Uh, the Celsius Essentials are a performance energy drinks with 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit. They're an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and cognitive performance. And, of course, there's no sugar. They're made with the uh, Meta Plus formula that has three essential aminos and provide you with an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical performance and, like I said, your cognitive performance. With a specially formulated lineup of bowl flavors, the Celsius Essentials is a game changer for those wanting to unlock their full potential and take their fitness journey to the next level. You can get the Celsius Essentials at 7-Elevens nationwide, uh, you can get the three flavor variety pack, as you saw on the screen, um, at Walmart's, and they are rolling out nationwide at select retailers. You can also pick them up over at Amazon as well. So whether you want the new uh, Celsius Essentials, if you want to go old school with the Arctic Vibe or the Strawberry Lemonade, Sparkling Watermelon, Sparkling Orange, Fuji Apple Pear, Peach Mango, all the great flavors that we love at Celsius, if you not want to know where to find one, go to the Celsius store locator. Punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest location you can pick one up. It could be at the Walmart and 7-Elevens like we just talked about. Could be at or, a Target, a health or, fitness store, or your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius and you want to get more, maybe you want to get it in bulk, you can get it in bulk. I'd recommend getting that variety pack because variety is the spice of life. Um, you can have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. You're the captain. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Got the the uh, Essentials Orange Sickle, right, which is pretty cool. Cream Sickle Orange. Yeah. And I've got uh, the Blue Crush here. These are two of the newer flavors. Uh, sparkling Blue Raspberry is this one, and then the Sparkling Orange Sickle is this one here. So... Um, I am not going to try these live on the air until tomorrow because I want to sleep tonight. So yes, fair. It's 5.20, okay. and uh, I will probably be awake till 2 or 3 in the morning if I have one of these. That's how good Celsius works, folks. Now, if I was going to go to the gym, I might do that, but I got plenty of post-game coverage coming your way on PeterReport.com, so I won't. But make sure you check out Celsius Essentials, the brand-new flavors, and bigger cans, too. Yes, yeah, bigger cans, more energy. Tyson C with the 499 Super Chat. Thank you, Tyson. Says, yes, yes. Three years. Said uh, training. I don't know understand this next part, but happy about being division, division champ. Uh, but we're 9-8 and eight this season. And uh, last season we were 8-9. and nine. Bowls needs to go. I mean, yeah. there's going to be a large contingency of people that do not want Todd Bowles as their head coach. And I get yeah. it. The defense has regressed. The offense somewhat improved but it hasn't really been fantastic and yes they hit their stride but they hit their stride against you know a bad Packers defense and a Jaguars team that is very very banged up I mean the Jaguars I don't know how their game finished today but I think they're going to the postseason regardless um I think next next uh next game will really be the deciding factor yeah well speaking of next game (laughs) the next game the Bucks will play uh well let's see the giants are beating the eagles 10 nothing aj brown is hurt there's a report that jalen hurts also got dinged up 
And the Washington Commanders, the com the commodes as I call them, yeah. are up 10-7 against the Cowboys. So, um, interesting, interesting happenings in the NFC East right now. Kathy Gillespie asks, what pewter reporter attended the game? That was our own Josh Capo there today. Had some great questions for Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield after the game. Um, just make sure you check out our post-game coverage. We have a, a yeah. bunch of stories. I'm going to drop those in the chat while Matt continues on with the Super Chats. Yeah, uh, check out our social media as well. We'll have a lot of videos and stuff from Bowles, Baker, and uh, players in the locker room as well. Um, thank you to Summer 2002 for the $10 Super Chat, who says, Rashad White missed a 1,000-yard rushing, rushing season by nine yards. Actually, would it was 10, it, but yeah. Would have made it, except he laid down at the end of uh, two games mm -hmm. because it was better That's right. team. Yeah, yep. very, very true. And that's why not all stats tell the whole story. There are different reasons for many things. Not every interception is on the quarterback. Yep. Quarterbacks also get bailed out on little pop passes, counting as passing yards and passing touchdowns. So yep. um, can't always just look at the the box score that, that really tells the whole story. I do want to give credit to Rashad White and, and the run game as well. Chase Edmonds looked great today. Yeah, Chase did. Edmonds, had, he's got some some spark when he, when he's in the game, Rashad white is not a hundred percent. I mean, I, I've seen him this week limping around the locker room um, mm -hmm. and the, the camera panned to him multiple times on the sideline, really just looking at a ton of pain. So credit to him for finishing the game. And as much as we complain about the bucks uh, run game, and it, it's still not that great Yeah, when they are in the specific position, but when they are in the position of we have the game, let's, yeah ice it out, let's close it out. They've been able to get that four-minute offense going and keep the clock going and mm -hmm. run for some first downs. I don't know why it only takes them in that specific situation to do it, and they right. can't get the run game going a little bit earlier, but they do succeed well uh, in that aspect of the game. I also don't yeah. understand why they don't run it to the outside more, specifically with Rashad White. I know they do the end-arounds with Devin Tompkins and Chris Goblin, but anytime Rashad White you know, dance a little bit at the line of scrimmage and then cut to the outside. It yeah. ended up being like a five or six yard game right. versus a one to two yard game. That I'm with you, Matt. It, it, it almost is, it feels like there's a force field around the tackles. Like the tackle box yeah. is the only place Rashad's allowed to run. And every once in a while, he breaks through the force field and oh, he rips off a big gain. So and, and, I'm with you. Scott, what do we always say about Rashad White, more specifically in the receiving game? Like, oh man, just get him out in space mm -hmm. and, and he does great. Well, yes. you know what? When you run to the outside, there's usually a little bit more space because you don't have four 300-pound defensive linemen going right. after and, and you're taking on uh, either a linebacker or a cornerback or safety versus mm -hmm. a D-tackle. I don't know. Maybe that's something you want to try next week against right. the Eagles or the Cowboys. Depending yeah, on I'm, I'm with you on that. Thanks, thank you to um, Olav Sock for the $10 Super Chat who says, fans, fans since Leroy Selman was drafted, this is not as bad as the 0-26. I would hope so. Um, but what does it take to be Super Bowl contenders regularly? Better coaching? Better players? Both. It, it's going to take both. I mean, that's the thing. Time, when, when you get into the postseason, you're not just going up against the best teams and the best quarterbacks. You're going up against the best coaches, too. Yes. And you have to out-coach your opponent sometimes, right? I mean, Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, you know, and I'll give Byron Leftwich credit as well. I mean, and, and Tom Brady. Um, but more specifically, Todd Bowles outcoached Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. 
right? When you're looking at the yep. play caller on, on each side of the ball, I mean, that was Todd's finest hour. And that's what it takes to win in the postseason. That's what it takes to win a Super Bowl. And Andy Reid, especially in Super Bowls, is not out coached very often, right? <laughs> he's, he's got some rings. So uh, it does take better coaches, but it's also going to take better players. This team has got to, to find, or maybe Yaya Diaby is that guy, but they've got to find another guy that consistently uh, rush the passer because they got a funny feeling Yaya Diaby next year is going to see an awful lot of double teams, right? Yeah. He is. This is his coming out party. Teams will take him a lot more seriously next year with seven and a half sacks under his belt. But I just believe that this is an instance where they're going to have to get another edge rusher because it wasn't just Shaq Barrett. It was Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, right? It yeah. was that one-two punch on the outside. And, and they're going to have to find a guy that is going to consistently threaten the quarterback um, where you're going to pick your poison. Whichever guy you're going to double, the other one's going to kill you. And, and I think that's really what they need on defense. And, and they're going to have to, to find a replacement for Devin White, who's not going to be back. Uh, they're going to have a decision-making Carlton Davis, right, who dropped the probably a pick six today, right? Yeah. Um, so they need some, some more players, too. This is not a Super Bowl team. If this team wins the Super Bowl, I would be shocked. They would have to go on a Herculean run you know, it four games into the postseason, and maybe they catch a break and get a really wounded bad Eagles team. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But this team has a nucleus of Super Bowl caliber players and some guys that have been there and done that. Werfs, Winfield. You know, those yeah. are those are guys that were rookies. Levante. <laughs> yeah, Levante, right? But I, I don't know how Levante is going to oh, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nucleus. I, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, in 2025, 2026, yes. if you make the right moves. And Jason Light has has done this before. He can do it again. Let's see what happens. But continue to build on on, on this nucleus here. And I think in 2025, they can threaten with the right moves. In 2026, you know, they might be a, a Super Bowl contender that year if they make the right moves and if the right coach is at the helm, whether that's an improved Todd Bowles who gets a playoff win this year or whether it's somebody else that comes in and finishes the job that he couldn't. Yeah. I think it's a combo talent and game plan. I think if, if the bucks had their defense from like 2020, mm -hmm. I think the bucks could make some noise, maybe not even get to the super bowl this year, yeah. but you know, upset the Eagles, maybe win the second round. If they don't play San Francisco uh, in the first round, as Kieran says, the Dallas and Philly both losing. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are getting shellacked right now down 17, nothing. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are driving. I'm curious if the Eagles do some scoreboard watching, if they'll just say, all right, we're going to wave the white flag and yeah. we'll take our chances against Tampa, who we already beat this season. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder. It's it's tough, though, if you are scoreboard watching and, you know, and you see Dallas is losing, too, right? I mean, that, it's now 17-0, the Giants beating the Eagles. I mean, yeah, wow. bad. That's That's rough. Problem is, like, do you want an Eagles team that lost two in a row and is pissed off? I don't exactly. Know, I don't necessarily yeah. know that. And I mean, they lost to the Cardinals last week. Yeah. If they lose again, they would have lost to I think the Cardinals right. have four wins on the season. So the four win mm -hmm. Arizona Cardinals and the five and eleven New York Giants, who granted are better yeah. with Tyrod Taylor than Tommy DeVito, but I mean, right. 
Like you played all your starters. Did he'll get hurt because Tyrod Taylor has been in the game and he's eleven of thirteen for one hundred and sixty-one yards against. No, they they benched Tom DeVito a couple of weeks ago, and Tyrod okay. playing ever since. So okay, because according to NFL stats, uh, Tommy DeVito has one pass, one completion for five yards. Yeah, and, so so Tyrod, I guess, got injured for a play. Oh, okay, and he came in. I got it. Okay, all right. Yeah, so the other way. Uh, okay, and, and and as it stands right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts has completed six of 13 passes for 47 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, AJ, Green, uh, AJ Green. AJ Brown is hurt. He's hurt. Yes. And, and what I'm what I'm hearing now is is Jalen Hurts broke a finger on his throwing hand. Yikes. Uh, Marcus Mariota has familiarity playing against the uh, against the Bucks, being in the division yeah. last year. Wow. Anyway, uh, moving on. Meets McGee. Thanks for the $5 super chat. Says, look mm-hmm. at the big picture. If light continues to bring in the right ingredients, like a center, offensive guard, safety, edge, do anyone trust Bowles as the chef? I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, we know that Bowles is only going to be looking at the defensive side. I always do keep going back to next this free agency, next year's free agency. Mm-hmm. The, the Bucks are going to have more money to to bring in more pieces, and yes, that yeah. means the offensive side as well. But what if you actually got Bowles like? a legit key defensive player that he didn't have to just grow from the beginning because he's done a good job, I think, working with young players on defense. But yeah, I agree. He brought in a, a a veteran, not even a veteran, a, a guy in his prime to help make this defense a lot better. I wonder how much that could help Bowles just uh, fine-tuning his defense. Yeah, and, and also, too, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some coaching changes in Tampa on, on the, the staff, you know? Um, Jalen Hurts' middle finger does not look the way a middle finger is supposed to look. He's in the medical tent. Yeah. Yeah, they just went three and out. Yeah. Pass, so I don't know. Yeah, and uh, what happened is there was a blitzing. Yeah, Yeah, there was. uh, I'm watching the game right now. Taped up. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens if it's the Eagles for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean there. They have some holes to fill. They're going to have some more money to play with next year. This was kind of the the year where they 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 bite the bullet and they take the what is now around eighty million dollar cap hit. Um, so they're going to have some they're going to have some some money to to play with next year. And 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 I think adding more talent will make the Buccaneers obviously more dangerous. And it's it's going to be interesting to win. Uh, what is interesting uh, that, that that I'll say is. Uh, you know, the fact that interest rates might be coming down, like that's good news if you're in the, the home buying market. And I've got even better news for you if you're in the home buying or home selling market. And that's the Eric Gross Group is the official realtors of Pewter Report. That's right. Uh, he's our champion and he can be your champion, too, when it comes to real estate. It takes a full team effort to win a football game. It takes a full team effort to win a real estate. The Eric Gross Group has done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market. And they've got experience at all types of situations. Eric is an avid Peter Report reader, a Tampa native whose father is stationed at McDale Air Force Base. He knows this area like the back of his hand. So whether you're buying or selling a home, Eric can help you on both ends of that transaction, even if you're living out of state or if you're moving out of state. Why? Because he's part of the EXP Realty Group. It's a network of over 85,000 agents across the country. So do yourself a favor and give Eric a call 513-907-4271 and visit the website houses in That's houses 
in FLA.com. Let the Air Gross Group take the pressure off. Go to that website. It's got a great layout. You can check out their inventory. You can also look at, at their most recent open houses, which are available on their Instagram and Facebook accounts at Eric Gross Group. No matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group. They're the official realtor of Peter Report. And tomorrow, Victory Monday for the division champs. That's right. Your three-time division champions going to have another Victory Monday, Matt. This is this is going to be a good show. Why is it a good show? Because yeah. we do roll call at four twenty on Mondays. That's why. And everyone's in a better mood when the Buccaneers win, especially when they win a division championship. Oh yeah, and we'll hear from Todd Bowles. We'll find out officially who the Bucks are going to play. We'll probably find out which day they play. I think which is uh, important that a lot of people want to know as well. So yeah, tomorrow's show is going to be even more fun. Roll call is always a great time because you, the Buter people, make it uh, a great time. So very much looking forward to that show tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, still got some time left on this show because we got some Super Chats to get to. Yep. Megan Kathy Gillespie for the $1.99 Super Chat who says, uh, you're out to Hainsey jumping on the fumble. Maybe meant to say shout out. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a big play by Robert Hainsey. Yeah. Right place, right time type of thing, but a heady play that Todd Bowles likes to say. And yep. I think I mean, Trey Palmer, man, uh, last week's fumble was certainly kind of like a freak play, you know, diving, landing. But that's two weeks in a row that he fumbled. And yeah. this was a big game. And that would have changed a lot if the, if Robert Hainsey does not recover that fumble. So Trey Palmer, I like him. I like him more as a wide receiver four. I would like the yeah. Bucks to either sign a free agent wide receiver this year or more yeah. likely – well, he also Grant, had the fumble Grant. in Atlanta that Mike Evans fell on in that, that fourth quarter, right? Yeah. I mean, that's three fumbles for Trey Palmer this year. Yeah. Ball exactly. security, man. So, yeah, so um, I would like to see the Bucks rent the wide receiver within the first three rounds. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. Know they, got a, they got a lot of things, but yeah. uh, definitely wouldn't hate that. So, yeah, credit to Robert Hainsey. That was a big play there. Trey Palmer, hold on yep. to the ball. He tweets out every week, I woke up pissed off. Well, you know what makes most fans pissed off? When you, keep fumbling you fumbling. Football. Yeah, so clean it up, man. I like yeah. Trey Palmer, but clean it up. Uh, Byron Turner, thanks for the four ninety nine Super Chat, says, do the Bucks go after Munkin no matter what, given the connection? Again, I think you have to look at what's behind door number two. If you want to keep Todd Bowles, right? and, and what I'm saying is is if it's, if it's up in the air, right? If you lose to whoever you play in the home playoff game, then it might be a situation where you, you have to look at, well, do we keep Todd Bowles for continuity's sake, or can we upgrade uh, out there? Is there a better coach out there that we want, might want to talk to or make a run at or whatever? So um, that's I think Todd Munkin is going to be one of the hottest names on the list. He has an obvious connection to Tampa Bay because he was here for three years as Dirk Cutter's offensive coordinator in 2018, the receivers coach in 2016 and 17. He coached, uh, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. He coached Baker Mayfield in 2019 in Cleveland. So he's very well thought of and liked by the Bucks management um, and and the ownership. He's done a fantastic job at Georgia, and then at Baltimore. Now, uh, the guy puts up points wherever he goes. So it can they land him? Would that be the guy? I don't know if they'd fire Todd Bowles unless they knew they could get Todd Monk. And I'll say that, but we'll see. What well, I mean. We can do all the what-ifs right now, but let's see what happens next weekend or Monday whenever the Bucks play whoever they play. 
Yeah, because we might even see some like surprise firings. I know there's rumblings mm-hmm. about like Tennessee, what they want to do with Mike Vrabel. Right. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on in the in the Packers Bears game, but what if the Bears decide, hey, you know what? We're gonna let go of Matt Eberflus oh, and man. you know, hey Todd Munkin, you yeah. got the number one overall pick. Like, do you do you love Drake May? Yeah. Do you love more likely Caleb Williams? Like, all right, that seems pretty pretty exciting. So twenty three to nothing, yeah. Giants over the Eagles. Yep, it's done. Wow. Bucks are gonna play the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, Bucks are playing the Eagles in yeah. uh, week one. Or, yeah, and, yeah, and the I think e- one of their new season. The Cowboys right now are beating the the Commodes fourteen to ten as well. Yes. So yeah, it looks like. We're locked in on the Eagles here, as we yeah. suspected. Uh, Paul Bone, thanks for the dollar ninety nine super chat. Says fire the cannons. Thanks for all you do, Peter Report. Thank you, Paul Bowen. Thanks to yeah. all the Peter people because this show is what it is because of all of you, the Peter people. So uh, appreciate yes. the kind words, Paul. It's very nice of you. Um, Jeff Bose says thanks, Boom. Matt. Four hundred thirty seven dollars and fifty cents. Sounds like that you hit a bet. Told you follow Maddie Diamonds. You come to me. For the Bucks picks, I didn't go three and zero this week on my player props. I went two and one. I'm still very happy with that. I went. I'm, I'm eight for my last nine with Bucks player props over the That's last. A winning week. record right there, folks. Chase McLaughlin over one and a half field goals. Rashad White over seventy and a half. The only one I didn't hit was Mike Evans' longest reception to be over twenty four and a half yards. Uh, and if Baker just puts yep. a little bit more on that throw, Mike Evans. Um, he gets that, but I'm not going to yep. be mad about going two and one and, and exactly. that last night. So, um, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just say this. I won big. I cashed in on the Buccaneers winning the NFC South. I had that bet as well as the Bucks making the playoffs. Had that one too. And I did it on my bookie. So gear up sports fans, new year, new ways to win. The national championship is tomorrow night. The yeah. NFL playoffs are coming up next weekend and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't just watch sports score big with exclusive boosted odds and huge prize contests that will have you feeling the big game fever even before it's here. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're ready to roll for the first time, MyBookie is your ticket to, tu- to turning your sports knowledge into cold hard cash. MyBookie has the largest online lineup of odds, contests, Vegas-style casino games, making it your ultimate destination for all types of fun 24-7 right at your fingertips. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, the wait is over. Make your winning move today and sign up at MyBookie. Folks, they've been with us at Peter Report for five years now. I've been using MyBookie. It's a great app. It's a great website. Easy to navigate. Here's what you need to do. Use the promo code Pewter to claim your deposit up to $1,000. That's right. A deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Use the promo code Pewter. It's an opportunity to boost your betting power. There's plenty of action to get in, not just with football. You can bet on NHL, NBA. You're going to have baseball coming up before you know it. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your own home because with MyBookie, you can bet anything, anywhere, anytime. Join MyBookie. Be a part of the winning team. Again, use that promo code Pewter. We have another super chat. Coming from this one is from Dante Mason. Thank you for the super chat, Dante, who says, Ugly win, but I'll take it. Playoff bound LFG, which a bunch of uh, cannons, cannonballs, yeah, cannonballs firing off. Um, yeah, and and I think that's important again. Like, yes, sloppy game, Bucks did score touchdown, they got bailed out at times. 
especially on that that uh, illegal formation penalty when the Panthers ran it in for a touchdown. Yeah. But <laughs> again, I always go back to you got to enjoy the good times when you're in it. That's there right. was a decade where the Bucs did not reach the playoffs, weren't even yep. close to reaching the playoffs except for one season. Brady comes in. You win the Super Bowl in 2020. Now you've won three straight divisions. You've made the postseason four times in yep. a row. There are a lot of other bad teams across the NFL yep. in other sports that experience much, much worse droughts, yep. agony, um, embarrassment that, publicly. Sometimes the stars align. Back in 2002, the Buccaneers played three teams to get to and win the Super Bowl that were what? West Coast offenses. John Gruden, right? The 49ers, then the Eagles, then the Raiders, right? The stars aligned because the Bucks defense had seen in practice every day John Gruden's West Coast yeah. offense. And they saw that in every single playoff game, and they dominated. You go back to 2020. What happened with the Packers? Their offensive line was decimated. Their tackles were out, right? And they had a field day sacking Aaron Rodgers. Then what happened the next game in, in the Super Bowl against Kansas City? Their offensive tackles were out, right? And they had a field day chasing Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes you can only control what you control, but you have to take advantage of other situations. And right now, if this is a wounded Eagles team coming into Raymond James Stadium, look out. Look not out. The Bucks fault. Not That's the not the Bucks' fault. It, it would probably help their chances of winning, right? Yeah, and the Bucks are like relatively pretty – I mean, outside of Baker. Baker's yeah. obviously injured. But outside right. of that, Bucks are relatively healthy. We'll see what's up with yeah. K.J. Britt. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's half the battle, right? It's just get healthy. That's right. At the right time. Yep. Uh, thank you to the Crazy Shank for the 499 Super Chat, who says, this game was bad. It seems like they regressed yet again. Why do I feel like they that they primed themselves for a blowout next week? Yeah. I, listen, the way the Bucks' offense is played, it could look like a blowout, but at the same yeah. time, the Eagles look atrocious. Two I weeks know. in a row. Two weeks in a row, they've looked yeah. atrocious against teams that have combined right. to win the same number of games that the Bucks have won this season. It's be a tough game to pick. I mean, I was wrong this week, right? But, I mean, it's like I was wrong the week before with the Saints. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see who I pick. Because um, when I, when I pick a team, uh, I'm I'm losing. You know, the Buccaneers uh, won today, which thankfully was the case. Yeah. We've got another super chat here from uh, Oval uh, Sock, uh, five dollars. Looking at the current wide receiver, um, Mike, Evans. Mike Evans has been consistent for a long time, but he hasn't dropped a lot of balls this year. Other wide receivers have been iffy this year. That's true. He's been consistently great this year. He had a couple drops at the beginning of the year, but I think has really yeah. kind of. Tightened up the ship a little bit, you know, and and that certainly helped the Buccaneers with all those touchdowns this year that Mike has scored, and he's on his way to another Pro Bowl, well-deserved for Mike Evans. Uh, we're going to be talking more about uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow at 4 o'clock with uh, another Victory Monday show, and that's going to be Victory Monday for the division champs. You only get to say that once a year, but we've said it for the last Three years, which is kind of cool. So make sure you join us at 4 o'clock for that, right, Matt? Absolutely. And then in the meantime, make sure you are please following us on our social media on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. We are at Pewter Report, our YouTube channel, Pewter Report TV. Um, we got the podcast. We got various clips from practice each week and, and press conferences and various shows that we do outside of the podcast. We're getting very close to 13,000 subscribers yes uh, help us please a little over 100 away would love to get to that by 
the um the wild card end of football season yeah next yeah by the end of the buck season so please help us out with that if you don't mind please leave a comment in uh in the comment section after the show is done as well so that's going to do it for us got a lot more to talk about tomorrow so until then for scott reynolds i'm matt matera saying thanks for watching we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the pewter report podcast nfc south champs third year in a row peace out out